With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week me and a panel of guests discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars to Supernatural to The Office to cosplay to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week we discuss a new as- new fandom or a new aspect of fandom, um, all from the female perspective. Um, this week we're going to be discussing the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which premiered back on March 10th, 1997. Uh, so a long time ago, but it's had a resurgence with streaming. Um, new audiences are discovering it. It's still a very popular show and in fact we have the biggest panel on that we've had since we've started so there's four other people joining me and one megan is returning from uh the very first episode we recorded what is fandom so before we dive into buffy we're going to go around and everybody can introduce themselves and tell me one thing in um, pop culture or fandom related that you are excited about right now so i'm going to go ahead and start with carla carla if you want to introduce yourself hi i'm carla Demis. And when I'm not busy eating all of the chocolate my son got for the holidays, I am <laughs> obsessed with counting down to the season six premiere of Shit's Creek. I, I, I had a feeling I was like, I know Carla's going to say Shit's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. Yes. I was like, it's I know so that's what good. This <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. And then uh, Megan, if you want to introduce yourself again, since you were on the first episode. Yeah, hello again. I'm Megan. I'm currently watching a K-drama called I Hear You. It can be found on Netflix. Um, It's not my favorite drama compared to Romance is a bonus book, but it's pretty good if any of you are looking for new K-pop kind of related stuff to look for. (laughs) Awesome. And Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah Barnick, and I am a Anxiously awaiting for my husband to have time so we can start season two of You. Ah, yes. He won't let me watch it without him. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way it is with my sister. My sister and I are watching it together, so I understand. <laughs> so I have to wait, and he's been working crazy hours, so it's been a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good so far. I haven't finished it, but it's good. Um, and then Sasha? Hi, I'm Sasha, um, and Sarah so kindly segued for me because I was going to say I just finished season two of You, um, and so I've really enjoyed that series on Netflix. Awesome, and um, I am I do have um, on the schedule, I actually added it on there that um, just as for our listeners to know, we're going to do an episode on You, especially just centering on the toxic um, romantic relationships that it or you know ideals that it calls out um the stuff that's romanticized so much in media especially the um stalking for love trope so i definitely want to do an episode on that because i think the show um 
attacks that very well, very brilliantly actually calls that out. So definitely we'll be doing that. So, and this is Aaron. Um, and I am again, going to break my rule and have a couple things that I'm going to mention. Um, the first one is the golden globes are tomorrow and I'm an awards show geek. So I'm excited about them despite the fact that they have a lack of people of color and a lack of female director nominees. Despite that, I'm still looking forward to it. Um, so I'm sure I'll be gushing about that next week or gushing about that online tomorrow since today's Saturday that we're recording. Um, and the other thing, um, is something that I never thought I would say, but, um, Shia LaBeouf is actually the thing that I am excited about right now because I watched, uh, the really good movie, the peanut butter Falcon, which I highly recommend. Um, and everybody was good in it, but what really struck me was him because I have never really been a big fan of his. But he was really, really good. It was the first performance of his that I have seen that I didn't really see any kind of ego behind it. So I highly recommend seeking that one out. Um, Once again, that's the Peanut Butter Falcon. And it's a little smaller independent movie that should have gotten more uh, notice this awards season. Okay. Um, So now we're going to go ahead and just start talking about Buffy. Um, as some people know, there was, of course, a movie <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did everyone see that movie or anyone else? Yes. See it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had that in the privilege of watching it. I'm pretty sure when it came out. Yeah. I, yeah. In the theater. Yeah. I yeah. Yep. 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 And I know that, you know, they always say it's not related at all to the TV show. But in my mind, when the TV show was first announced, I was thinking, oh, this is so stupid. They're turning this movie into a TV show, this silly movie that had, of course, Luke Perry in it, who at the time was so big. But yeah. And then and so then, Megan, did you watch did you watch the movie? Did you say you watched it as well? Yeah, I did, actually. But I watched it after I watched the show. Oh, (laughs) I can understand now why there was so much resentment for the show initially. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was. And I mean. There, there are some similarities, but I mean, at least I think so when you first start watching it. But I mean, the show is a lot darker and deeper than the movie for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is a lot better. Period for lots of reasons. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what drew everyone to the show? Was it? just out of curiosity with the movie with people that saw it when it first came out or um, what what was it that drew you to it? For me, because I had watched the movie and it was, I personally didn't outright hate it. I thought it was cute and silly and funny. Luke Perry was super Mm -hmm. handsome. So I didn't mind looking at him, (laughs) but when they, when they started with the show, I just flat out refused to watch it because for one thing, um, I didn't really care for Sarah Michelle Gellar and (laughs) I just wasn't sure what they were trying to do, you know, and anything that they, that they take a property and make it darker and whatever. I'm like, ew. Mm -hmm. But then a friend of mine started (laughs) forcing me to watch Buffy and I was really upset at how much I liked it. I was angry (laughs) with the world and with myself. I felt betrayed (laughs) by my own taste. So, and then I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the anger then turned to love. Yes, exactly. As it does a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'll just ask the people that were around when it first, that were watching it when it was first on TV and then come to you, Megan, because I know yours, is, yours prob- might be a little bit different. But how about you, Sarah and Sasha? Um, 
for me, I remember when it premiered, and I think I kind of had the same uh, feelings there as, as Carla, uh, having seen the movie, and it was cute, and it was fun. Um, and I couldn't believe they were making it. I'm like, really, they're making a TV series out of this? Seriously? <laughs> um, so I, re- I didn't watch it when it first premiered. I actually didn't start watching, because I know it was canceled and then picked back up by WB. I mean, this is going back. Um, but I actually started watching it. Uh, after uh, my uh, son Nate was born and I was a stay-at-home mom and it was on uh, reruns on, you know, like TNT or sci-fi or something like that. And that's when I really started watching it and thought, okay, I really should have given this a shot. Why wasn't I watching this from the beginning? (laughs) And then of course it ended maybe two years after that. I I forget when um, when the season finale ended up being um but absolutely fell in love with it fell in love with the characters and was very sad to see it go yeah yeah it ended in um 2003 may 20th 2003 okay so yeah Yeah. i got into it then i got into it right before the last uh the last season because he was born in 2003 okay okay i was late to the party yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then sasha did you start watching right away or um, I feel like I, I, like everybody else, I saw the movie and was like, oh, campy, cheesy, I'm in. I like that campy cheese. Um, so for the series, it was like, oh, I, I'm in. I feel like I watched the first couple of seasons and then uh, life just kind of took over. Um, and then I think I started watching it again, like Sarah on, you know, like TNT or TBS or one of those that used to do the reruns. And that's how I got caught up on the rest of it um, was that way. And then I just, before this podcast, started doing a rewatch. And I feel like somehow I might have skipped season seven, like the bulk of it along the lines. Because um, mm-hmm. watching it again, I was like, I I don't remember this. Like, I remember the end, but I don't remember a lot that led up to that. So yeah, I think I kind of, I hit pockets of it. Um, throughout time yeah yeah because it went it went to the upn network um Mm -hmm. that show that's right um roswell because i also watched roswell and i can't remember there were any i think those were the only two that went from the wb to upn when and i think that was right when the wb became cw or something i want to say or it might have been a little bit before that but yeah because i remember because i started watching i had the same reaction like i said you know i had seen the movie um, I actually had a lot of fun at the movie, um, thought it was just a great cheese ball ride um, and was like, uh, but also was like, this is just stupid to make a TV show about this. Uh, we don't need to see a TV show. We don't need to see any more of Buffy, really. Um, and then, but I watched it from the very beginning and I got hooked on it right away. And I actually knew Sarah Michelle Geller because I watched all my children. So I remembered her from all my children and I hated her on all my children. <laughs> <laughs> I just hated her so much. Um, but then I just ended up falling in love with her and the show. Um, and I just was hooked on it instantly from the beginning to the end. Um, I don't think there was a time when I stopped watching it. So I watched it all the way from beginning to end, pretty much live, or I would record it on a VCR. But oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think until about a few years ago, I had some of the episodes still on a VCR, on a um, VCR tape. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then Megan, for you, was how did you discover it? Um, so I first heard like tidbits about Buffy just from like family members who were watching it, but I was too young at that point. So they weren't going to expose me to any of that. However, I am part of the generation that was in love with the idea of vampires and that creepy, stalky, weird shit. (laughs) All of that nonsense that really repulses me now. Um, (laughs) But I was in college actually, and my roommate, she was watching it. I'm like, huh, that seems kind of interesting. So I just kind of sat down. Um, She was enjoying um, things. and (laughs) She was enjoying things. (laughs) Um, The the favorite of Colorado. um, Colorado special here. Um, And I'm just watching it, and I'm like, okay, this seems like something I can get into. I also started watching Supernatural at that time, so I was like, okay, yeah. Let's, like, just have, like, a thing going here to work me through the anxiety of college. And, yeah, that's how I started watching it, and... I went through it pretty quickly, too. I I, finished it in about three months of just continuous watching and, like, working on papers, things like that. So I I went through it pretty fast, but um, it's definitely one of those shows where it would have kept me very excited weekly to keep up with it, um, especially during later seasons. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially with later seasons is where I kind of liked it even more. And yeah, it's funny with the Supernatural thing, because a lot of the actors that were on mm-hmm. Buffy ended up appearing in a lot of Supernatural episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that was because, um, well, Eric Kripke, was who the, created Supernatural, was supposedly a really big fan of Buffy. So yeah, a lot of them, and a lot of people have talked about the fact that Buffy is a lot like Dean Winchester. Um, I know a lot of people actually, you know, want them to, you know, they write fanfic and stuff about them being together. So (laughs) that's a big little subset crossing them over. Um, So talking about seasons, because I know some people like the earlier seasons better than the later seasons. Um, Are there, does anyone have a favorite season, least favorite season? I have a love hate with season four. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Total love hate, right? It's like absolutely, yeah. Four is it has some like race. classic episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's but, that whole oh my God. crap, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I struggled. So season four for me was probably one of the ones that had you know like the episode hush mm-hmm. is one of the ones yeah. that I've always loved where they it's the gentlemen come in and take oh. all the voices. Yes, that is that, that. I think that is my all time favorite episode. I just, I love that episode. That's where, you know, Willow finally meets Tara. We finally get, you know, some representation into our shows. Like, mm-hmm. Spike, I gotta throw Spike out there. I mean, you know, all of that is, there's some quality things. It's also, I think, one of the first seasons where Buffy starts wearing pants and is not fighting in these ridiculous skirts and heels. <laughs> oh, right. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's but you know what? Even though she started fighting in pants, they would also throw in uh, these fashions where they have like these super long skirts that were kind of kind of fitted. Oh, long yeah. and fitted mm-hmm. does not make for great fighting. <laughs> no. no. Call me no. crazy, but I kind of feel like you need more leg movement. Yes. yes. And also season four had just so much Riley. Yes, and yeah. Riley is awful. Uh, and I just think that was so unfair <laughs> to most of us who like... <laughs> Um, characters that don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) 
I agree. I agree. <laughs> Riley was the absolute worst in my He really opinion. was. He was just he was just very boring and I don't know, there was something about him Typical that was really toxic yeah. masculinity. Right, exactly. Yes. 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 And and his whole the um the institution that he represented was also more of him but just in different mm-hmm. bodies. It, it was just like they, they couldn't find enough of Riley to put in your face. Mm-hmm. So they just cast a whole bunch of other people to also be Riley <laughs> while he wasn't talking. And that just made it so much worse. But yep. also just he himself was such a boring, like, like you said, a boring, bland person mm-hmm. um, played boringly and blandly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. And I don't I don't have never met anyone who liked him. So I think he's like kind of universally hated and <laughs> he always wore this blank expression, always this blank expression. And it's like, it's, it's something I look for when I go on first dates now, actually, like if I see the Riley look, then I say bye, like I'm kidding you, but not today. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the Buffy helping everyone everywhere, yeah. even on dates. <laughs> yeah, the Riley factor, you have to look for that. That's funny. Um, so then for, so, and I think another reason season four might not have worked so well, I find that a lot of times with shows when they start in high school and then they have to go beyond high school, sometimes it takes them a little bit to get their footing. Mm. And I think that's yeah. part of the other part that kind of makes season four feel a little bit off. Um, other than season. Yeah. 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 Well, the the episode that most exemplifies that is the is beer bad, because yeah. it's just you know they're trying to shoehorn the college experience mm-hmm. and you know all the drinking and everything, and then also make it, um, uh, you know, have a supernatural element to it because of course it's a, it's a show about the supernatural, but it, it was just so poorly executed. Mm-hmm. And then that's the experience that you're kind of the feeling that you're kind of left with for a lot of the season where it just feels so uneven where they're trying to give you Buffy in college, but then starting to still trying to make it feel like Buffy period. And also, you know, the fact that that Xander ended up not really following them into college and just doing the whole thing, because anytime that any show puts these kids into college there always Mm -hmm. has to be one person who doesn't make it into that's true into school Hmm. and it it just it it, i understand why they chose xander but at the same time i i I think that they used it to hold him back in Mm -hmm. a very blunt way where they're trying to shove it into our face that he's the one who's not going to have supernatural abilities who's just the dude um but there was no there was no subtlety to it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good point. I know they you know that made me think of like Dawson's Creek. They did that with Dawson's Creek when they went to college. Pacey was the one who didn't go to college, and he was like like you said, he's the ob he was the obvious quote unquote obvious choice out of all the ones to make him not go to college. That it that it really sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. um, and you know. I was going to keep talking about favorite episodes and seasons, but since you brought up Xander, 
Carla. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like Xander. I happen to be one of the people that loves Xander. <laughs> and I, know, I love him too. Oh, I'm with oh, you. Good. I love Xander. Oh, good. Because I've talked to so many people that hate Xander. And I just yeah. love Xander. I've just always He's got enough quirk to balance out the seriousness. I think right. that's what yeah. makes him so enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, then I thought I was going to be the only one on here who did like Xander. But never mind. So, yeah. I, and I'm not sure why people. I think people kind of found him annoying i think some people did but i I, I think him. some people yeah i think some people did but i i have also heard complaints that you know once you you hear them out it, it's kind of valid that that he does um he brings a lot to the show but he also takes away a lot of it by being um a toxic masculine figure in certain yeah. episodes and in certain ways and uh towards you know towards the later seasons the way some people perceived his relationship with Anya as mm-hmm. him being coercive and um, manipulative. And you, you can okay. see that in some ways, but, you know, but at the same time, like that was also Anya. So I, you know, um, so I, yeah. I can understand a lot of the criticism. I still think that he was one of the best characters because he was just noble in a lot of ways that, uh, uh, or let me put it this way. And, and in a different uh, different actor's hands, mm-hmm. that character would have been absolutely unbearable. Yeah, that's very would true. Would have been the Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, yes, easily. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. And I, yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot of people liked him in the, until the Anya thing. And then when he left her at the altar... Um, I think a lot of people got furious at him for that. Uh, yeah. But I think, I mean, yeah, it's a really crappy thing to do, not at all excusing it. But I think a lot of the reason he did it was actually uh, there was good intention behind it. Mm-hmm. He just didn't really handle it maybe the best way. But, you know, and Anya wasn't like, you know, selfless. I loved her, but she wasn't like a selfless character all the time or anything. She was... You know, she was a demon, so yeah, <laughs> she had right. a lot of selfishness to her. So she wasn't, you know, like. Always well, I think that's one person. of the things that makes the show so great is they are so flawed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They you can you can see their damage, and it's very clear and very real, and they're flawed. So that's what makes you like them even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's why I love Spike. And I mean, I know that that in our group chat we dubbed it with the Spike appreciation society or something something yeah something like that yeah (laughs) yeah and because he is absolutely one of the most flawed characters in the show Mm -hmm. but he has so many redeeming qualities i mean apart from his charm and those amazing cheekbones oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh it was largely that (laughs) and the and the coat yes which i mean like let's not kid ourselves i would take one of those coats Mm -hmm. for sure but um you know, this is the one vampire who had a crisis of conscience, which how do you do that when you're a vampire, and went out and sought a soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that, that's part of, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, but that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm such a Spike fan. Yeah, I, I love Spike. And he was one that kind of grew on me. I mean, I liked him from the beginning, but he became more and more and more because I used to really love Angel and we'll get into Angel but um, but then I ended up 
not liking Angel later on. Um, and Spike kind of took over for me for actually, mm-hmm. I would say probably Spike is probably actually my favorite character on the show because a lot of, because of a lot of the reasons you said, Carla, I mean, he, I mean, he tried to rape Buffy. I mean, he's not right. an innocent character. Right. Um, but the fact that he did, like you said, seek redemption. Um, he was very complex when he came back with the soul. He wasn't like instantly this great, wonderful guy. He was still conflicted. He still did a lot of things that weren't very nice when he first came back. You know, he was still violent. Um, like I just watched recently one of the episodes when he first comes back and he like punches Anya and beats up Buffy. And so he's still struggling with that thing of, you know, of who he is, um, and there's the scene where he had where that he has in the church where he tells Buffy basically without saying the exact words that he got his soul back. Right. And that scene is probably one of the best spike scenes in the whole show. It's really amazing what he does there, especially the actor. Right. To say the actor really another actor probably couldn't pull it off the way that he did. No, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what, you know, yeah. the fact that he was brought on to just do a couple of episodes. And then they like mm-hmm. them so much that they're like, no, we have to keep this dude around one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that says a lot about the, the actor, not so much the character. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great actor. I always forget that he's not English. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always forget that. It always throws me when he speaks in his natural voice. My heart like, no, broke. The first time I heard him speak with an American accent, I was I like, know. ew, you're not so cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that happened to me too. I think I was watching VH1 used to have this show on that was, because uh, I love music, that people would sit around in a panel and they'd discuss music and he was on there and it was the first time I heard him talk with his real voice and I was like, wait, what? You're not English? <laughs> That fantasy just went way out the window there. But, and I just looked up his uh, coat cost $2,000 from a top fashion store. Oh, my God. And then it was run over repeatedly by a truck to give it that distress. Wow. Mark. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have wanted <laughs> that job. Trivia for you. <laughs> yeah, running over. I, I want to do that professionally. It. Just run cl- clothing over <laughs> to make it look worn. <laughs> Where do I sign up for that gig? Yeah, sounds very therapeutic. You know, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Um, so, what are some more favorite episodes? We mentioned Hush. Um, Once more with feeling. Some other favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Absolute classic. Yeah, the yeah. body. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I think some of the best acting on the show at all was done on the body. Yes. You know, just keep, you keep thinking back to Anya not understanding why a person is there and suddenly not, and then grieving about it. It, it, it's, it just, Oh, like I just got chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy's whole first part of basically being kind of a zombie in a way, kind of just going through the motions mm-hmm. right. and not realizing what's happening. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really good one. And we actually have a poll going on on the Facebook site that'll be up past when this episode drops um and it would only let me add two on there and i added hush and once more with feeling to see which one is everybody's favorite and right now hush is winning but they're both so good i i would give it to once more with feeling just because that's got the musical thing in there and it was just that's something that could have gone so so wrong yeah so wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just worked so well my favorite and, part you know, oh, no. it. Go ahead. oh yeah my favorite thing about the once more with feeling is their responses 
right? <laughs> like when Buffy goes in to talk mm-hmm. to Spike and you can tell like he's going to burst into song and he hates it. It's like rolling his <laughs> eyes, yeah. you know, and everybody's like, what is happening? Why is this going on? What's this? What's that? Yeah. And you can just tell that people are really annoyed. kind of annoyed that things yeah. are happening. That was great. Those reactions um, in the musical one. And then I just love like I was rewatching that one the day as well. And I just started cracking up when the guys on the street, he's singing after he picked up his dry yes! cleaning. They got the mustard out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you know when you think about it musicals are just they're really silly if you look at them logically that's why it was so good is that everybody kind of reacted like this isn't normal (laughs) we shouldn't be bursting into song right but yeah i I, of course am partial to spike's song let me rest in peace yeah Mm. i mean i I had that on my on my disc man and we listened to it incessantly and my sister hated me for it, but it's just because she doesn't have good taste. I mean, to be fair, during my space days, I had that as one of my little songs on that playlist. So. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And the end, just Spike leaving the big number. Yes. And then, of course, and of course, we get the Spike and Buffy kiss yes. at the end of that one. There's <laughs> yeah. so much awesomeness about that episode. There really is. Yeah, were there any favorites from earlier seasons, like the first few seasons? I feel like there were. <laughs> Everyone like there probably were. I, I mean, like I, I really liked the episode where um, Buffy kills Angel, just because I really didn't like Angel. But I have to agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt this huge empowering moment of peace. And it was yes. like, oh my gosh, yes! Now she can do something for herself. And right. then she went to Spike mm-hmm. a little bit, and I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny, because I actually, I, I still, I loved Angel then, and I loved Angel and Buffy, and we'll get into that in a little bit, talking about their relationship, but I cried during that, because I didn't want him to die, <laughs> so I'm kind of on a different thing. I was like, no, don't No, I'm like, he's finally got his soul back. He's back to being Angel. But, um, yeah, and I think from the earlier seasons, speaking of them, um, the episode where they have sex for the first time where she loses her virginity to him, is just such an interesting way to do that mm-hmm. because having him turn evil from that, um, that's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I feel like, like they should have, because like, I went to Catholic schools all my life and I feel like they really should have played mm-hmm. that episode for us to, to be like, <laughs> look, if you get up, give it up to this dude, you're going to make him evil. Is that what you really want? <laughs> to be honest, I thought of my Catholic school days after watching that episode, too. I was like, oh, my God, this is what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he will lose his soul. <laughs> exactly. He will lose her soul and you lose her virginity. And really, who won there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think the prom episode is really Oh, and oh yeah. That was really prom sweet. Episode. And I'm trying Our to find outfit, the name yeah, of, of... was one of my favorite cosplays to have ever done. It took forever for me to make that dress, though, just because there were some unique elements about it with the pleating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one of my favorites, like, hands down, still one of my favorite cosplays I've ever done. And you did the umbrella then, too? Uh, yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's awesome. I'm trying to find the name of the episode, but for the life of me, I can't remember it, um, where... Um, we got our first taste of, why, oh my God, why can't I picture her and not know her name right this second? Played by Bianca Lawson. 
Um, um, I can go back into my IMDb and look it up really quickly. Um, Kendra. Well, I'm trying to. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. The yeah. first episode we're introduced oh, to Kendra, that. Kendra, the vampire slayer. And I mean, I was really excited to see a black vampire slayer. I was not mm-hmm. excited to see a black vampire slayer with an obviously terrible accent. Mm. But mm. I, it was still like a moment of representation where, you know, she's, she's going to be the hero. And not only is she going to be the hero, she's also very prepared, very good at, mm-hmm. um, at her slayer training. And she's uh, like clearly written to be superior to Buffy in some ways mm-hmm. and like technical mm-hmm. ways because obviously in the end she doesn't make it but um, it was very exciting for me to see that even though the writing of her was not great and it was clear why yeah yeah I know a lot of people have, have said have uh, voiced those concerns about her and about that in general, about uh, representation in this show in general. Um, yeah. What, what's my line part two is one of the episodes she was in, I think I'm yeah. just looking up here trying to see. Yeah. 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 I remember when she was, I remember when she was killed. Yeah. And like, yeah. let me tell you like that hurt because she was only in maybe three yeah, or bet. four episodes. And the fact that this, the slayer who comes in and seems to be prepared for great things mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, immediately shuffled off to bring in another white slayer. You know, yeah. it, it, it's like, I get that we're trying to show how powerful Drusilla is and the, um, the psychological pull she has with her, um, with her prey. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally get that. But still, it's just the fact that this powerful smart slayer is brought down so easily and the replacement is white again it, it just it, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good yeah yeah and especially like you said with that um with that accent as well oh just god yeah and having that yeah and i i just was looking that looking up some trivia and she actually said um and this is a quote from her that she said she hated the, that accent when she got the part. It didn't originally have an hmm. accent. Right. And then literally the night before, they're like, what about a Jamaican accent? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the whole feeling with that, and this is, you know, from what I've read and also what I've gathered just as a viewer, is that mm-hmm. they can't imagine a Black character just mm-hmm. being a person in America. It has she, she has to be there from somewhere else, and somewhere else in quotation marks, because you know, otherwise she, otherwise she would be white. Like yeah. clearly she can't be just a straight up American because she's black. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty problematic. Yeah. I'm, and I think there was a lot of, I mean, I don't know. Cause I wasn't ever really involved like fandom with fandom around Buffy necessarily with interacting with other people um, just around Buffy. But I think, think there was some I mean I think there's more outrage about it now than maybe there was when it first or at least that I heard uh when it first premiered but yeah I know there was a lot of a lot of which is very understandable because it is you know it's just trying to do a stereotype and like you said just saying you can't just have just someone just be a black American who's who's a slayer right dang it so 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's a big thing with the show. And you notice it on live shows who, you know, I mean, the show is very much about female empowerment and it does have a lot of that. And it does that well, but a lot of the time with representation, it kind of can fall short. Um, like a lot of shows do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more of that. Um, Um, were there uh, least favorite episodes? I know we talked about least favorite seasons, but were there least favorite episodes? Beer bad. Yeah, that one hands yeah. down was just the <laughs> one that stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I agree with that. Anything from like, yeah, anything from the later, well, that was a later season, but the last two seasons that were bad for you guys or anything like that or um, nothing. Not so much for me. Um, I felt like it was pretty consistent throughout, but Mm -hmm. um, there were some episodes where it's like, if they took them out, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Mm. Yeah, I'd be curious if the show had been on like cable or streaming now and it had a shortened shortened seasons. Mm. I mean, I think they're all pretty tight, but I wonder how much tighter it would have been or how much more they could have done really or explored. Um. I don't know. That just kind of popped in my head there. Just thinking about that um, with throwaway episodes. Cause every show, I think when they have long seasons has at least a couple oh, of yeah. throwaway episodes that aren't necessary. They're just trying to fill in. Yeah. Just your, your filler episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like on that note, Oz was a filler character though. Yes. Like, I don't yeah. feel yeah. like he fully developed. He was there to push Willow forward. And so they used him as like, this will be the launching point. So kind of, right. more for her character development. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I can definitely see that. And I love Oz, but I agree. Now that you mention it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think even the actor felt um, like he really wasn't valued. Like his character really didn't matter that much. I think in certain seasons, I've, I read that when I was reading up trivia before for preparing for this episode that he didn't like a lot of what they did with mm-hmm. his character later on because he felt like he was just kind of there and didn't have anything to do right yeah, um, yeah. yeah. well it was just completely out of nowhere what they did with him um in season four you know he kind of disappears mm-hmm. comes back and is kind of cheating on willow i think and you're like okay what is going on? It just, it does, it does, it's not um, in character. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah, like it was- in, in, in so many TV shows, they write a character who just seems wonderful and compatible with the group mm-hmm. and that's, you know, um, thriving within that group. And then they just, just, just to get rid of them, they start writing them uh, doing things that aren't part of the, char- the character that they established already. So, mm-hmm. It just feels awkward and forced. Yeah. Yeah, which is just another downfall of season four. Yeah. Which I think we've kind of established as the least favorite season. Um, and then um, speaking of Oz and other characters, um, let's first start with the positive. What are um, every, I know we've mentioned a lot about Spike, but what are everybody's favorite characters other than Buffy? I love Giles. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. he was just yeah. a huge time crush for me I don't know if it was just the whole he knows everything and he's got this like very sharp tongue when he feels like they're not doing what they need to 
I don't know. It just worked for me. And even though sometimes it felt like he was a fellow character at times just to push Buffy forward or other characters, it was nice having him there just because he would help push the group into developing themselves more and not spiraling as much as they were. Yeah, I feel like I've become, as I've gotten older, I think I relate to Giles a lot more than when I first started watching the show almost 20 years ago now. Um, (laughs) But I I think for me, Willow has always been a favorite of mine. Um, And I think it's because I, I sort of related to her. She was, I was very much Willow in high school. Um, Just sort of that quiet, nerdy, geeky, you know, had a, had a couple of close friends, but you know, sort of not noticeable in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. My favorite was Faith. And for me, it was because she's the total opposite of who I am. Okay. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, there were a lot of things about her that I admired. Certainly not like the whole murdery, robbery kind of thing. Well, (laughs) just, you know, so that the NSA understands I did not do anything <laughs> like fake. So yeah. my assigned FBI agent could just, you know, back off. Don't send her the truth. <laughs> but she, she was just, <laughs> but she was just fascinating psychologically because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what drove her to do the things that she did? You know, she clearly was unhappy with herself. She had low self-esteem. She um, was just desperate for attention and approval. But also there was... Um, like a kindness and a sweetness that didn't really come out until after um, fully. She really did love Buffy. That was very clear. Mm-hmm. Even all the while she was jealous of her. Um, so, okay, before I go on and make this like the Faith show, I like Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she was a very complex character. Um I had issues with her personally. I kind of wavered with her, but she was a very interesting character to watch in her journey. And yeah, it was very obvious to me that she loved Buffy. And I think there was a jealousy there. And and I think she envied the fact that Buffy seemed to have all these close people that cared about her and loved her and were there to protect her. And Faith never really seemed to have that or she didn't feel that she had that. So I think that's a lot of why she lashed out at Buffy a lot and tried to hurt Buffy and latched on to um, the mm-hmm. mayor, you know, in season three. So, yeah. But no, she's she's a good one. Anyone else? Anyone else? I I have to stick with Spike. I liked him from the get-go because of how compassionate and how much he cared for Drew mm. and through all of her, mm-hmm. like... You know, because I mean, Angel made her mad and he drove her to insanity and Spike cared for her and took care of her and protected her. So even though he was using air quotes, the bad guy, he still had compassion. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like he he stayed true to who he was through everything, I think. Like he evolved and went back to more of that compassionate, you know can have love and all of that but for me spike was always my favorite and even in the rewatch that i just did he's still you know he still has that place in my heart 
Yeah. As a adult now, however, I totally get Giles <laughs> and that like you have to be responsible <laughs> and you know like just that all right, everything could be solved with a cup of tea. Let's get a cup of tea. Let's solve the world's problem. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually love the episode where he turned young again and he was like acting oh, like the teenager God. and then Buffy yeah. was forced <laughs> to be the responsible one. That was, that was a great episode. I can't think of the name of it, but it was yeah. a great episode too. Is that yeah. the band yeah, candy? Yeah, the candy bars. Yes. Yeah, band, 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 yes. Yeah, the candy bars. Yes. Yep. I think he yeah, took off real, with uh, Joyce and they yeah, went like yeah. Yeah. Yes. everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they had yeah, they, sex they, they on like a cop car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they were probably testing the waters there to see if they were going to end up getting those two together. I have a feeling that's part of the reason they did that episode. I never went anywhere, but I wish they yeah. had. It would have been enjoyable. Know. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That would have been. Yeah, um, for me, just so I mean, I loved Anya. I I, I loved her. Uh, there was part of the reason I loved her was she was afraid of bunnies and I'm afraid of bunnies. <laughs> um, right, yeah. So I know how weird of a fear that is and how people laugh at you. So I was like, yes, somebody else was afraid of them. Um, so that I just, I, and I just thought it was interesting watching a character that went from being basically evil to trying to find her way in the world while still maintaining a lot of that selfishness in yeah. a way. And also just that kind of like, me first thing um which sometimes actually can be a good thing um but watching her evolve I just I really enjoyed her a lot um and of course Spike which we've already gone over is my absolute favorite um and then uh how about least favorite what are other people's least favorite characters Glory oh. I did not like Glory oh my gosh oh really oh. she was you know I get that she's supposed to be the big bad but she just comes she just comes off as a very entitled valley girl yes just yes. you know she just <laughs> and i just couldn't stand that huh. you know it, it's almost like um like what they oh my god okay like sorry i'm just having like a moment of like glorious in my head and i just want to punch her and i can't because she's not a real person so i'm very frustrated right now but she's just everything that i don't like about characters in that era like with the 90210 um, mm-hmm. where everything has to be me, 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 and uh, I just don't like that. Huh. And of course, Riley, but you know, everybody hates Riley, so yeah, that wasn't worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, I didn't like Angel. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you don't have I'm to going to jump on that boat too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about Angel. Um, oh. you know, in the in the beginning, I did, and then I. I think after he came back, after uh, Buffy killed him, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what changed. Um, but yeah, he's he's just he was he's one of the characters on the show that I just I, I have mixed emotions about. Yeah, he just he yeah. was just there to brood and whine. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> what it is. <Perfect>. Buffy. <laughs> Every three lines, I was Buffy. Like, oh my oh, god, dude, get it together! Yes. yes, yeah. Like, you're 200 years old, man. <laughs> and also the fact that he's a 200 year old dude and he's stalking a teenager. I know that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, creepy. Like, come on. 
Like, I know Spike stalked her, but he also lived his own life and wanted to do his own things. (laughs) Angel just, like, centered his whole world around her and her saving him and everything. And it was just like, that is a lot of responsibility for a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) That is is very true. Yeah. Because, like I said, I loved him at first. but yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, Angel had a soul at this point and Spike didn't. I just want to throw that in. (laughs) <laughs> Spike may have been stalkery, but he didn't have a soul yet. Mm. And Angel did, and he really should have known better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's no, my very, problem yeah. with him, is that <laughs> in the flashbacks, Angel was never a good guy. No. Right. Even pre-vampire, mm-hmm. yeah, he was kind of sketchy. Yeah. Then he got turned into a yeah. vampire and went mm-hmm. super sketchy, whereas Spike was, like, writing poetry. Oh yeah, bad poetry. His ooey gooey inside. It's okay. (laughs) But it no, but that's how you know that that he has a really good soul because the poetry is bad, and you keep writing like, (laughs) "Wow, you're just made of marshmallows and fluffy bunny tails." (laughs) Yes, throwing up bunnies again. Sorry about that. I'm sorry about the B word. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in just a second here. The toxic relationships because you could call both of the relationships toxic. Yeah, so. <laughs> a lot of the relationships. Can I, yeah. on there can I throw out the mayor as just kind of a slimy character as well? Like he was so syrupy. Yeah. He was such a douche. <sighs> but you yes. know what? For me, I loved him because he was just so uh, enjoyable to watch. He was just like really campy and and mm-hmm. ridiculous, like so over so, the top. Oh, yeah. And it was like just like. You know what, dude? I can't even fully root against you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that, actually, because I thought he was a lot of fun. I remember they postponed those last two episodes of that season three. Wasn't that right around Columbine? Or wasn't it? It was something oh, yeah. was Columbine. Yeah. yeah, and they prevented, they delayed that. I remember that. That was a oh, big wow. deal. Where they delayed those two episodes. Just yeah, that would have been right around yesterday. then. Yeah, because they showed the prom, and then the last two episodes they delayed for quite a while because of that. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Um, for me, I have one that most people love. I don't like Drew. I I cannot stand her. She was like nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, I'm sorry. That's something you hear is my heart breaking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know everybody loves her and I'm I never liked her. I was just she just drove me nuts or I don't know, she just seemed too dramatic to me, over dramatic and it just it just she just really bothered me. Um and I know I'm like the only person probably in the whole world who feels that no, way. No, she was incredible. She was incredibly over dramatic. Um I I I can't say I did I can't say I hated her. But I didn't love her either. Um, finding out why she was the way she was and, you know, basically how Angel drove her to insanity, I, I sort of felt for her in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I had, I don't know, I, I don't think it was sympathy. I, I guess I had a little bit of empathy towards her um, and and why she was the way she was. But yeah, she was... Yeah, she she was a little over the top in the uh, uh, drama department, I guess. Oh, but if you want to talk over the top drama, we got to bring up Harmony. Oh, God. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, but I love oh, I know. Cordelia. I do, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Wesley Wyndham Price. She was another one. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I hate Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> I thought he was hot, but other than that, a lot of my opinions I'm realizing on this podcast episode come down to people either getting me hot and bothered or not. So I need to meditate on this after we record. Well, I mean, a lot of it is about her finding her sexuality and Willow finding her sexuality, so it makes sense. That's a good point. Yep. Okay, so basically you're saying that I'm, that I'm okay within the, um, the meaning of the Buffy world. Yes, and even if you don't actually mean that, I'm taking it and running with it. So no backsies. No, it, that, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I I was not a Wesley fan, but yeah. Um, so I want to just jump into the relationships thing since we brought up Angel and Spike a lot. Um, and it seems like the consensus is people like Spike more than Angel. Um, and Buffy was with both of them, two very, very different relationships. Um, and I know for me personally, I, I liked Angel and Buffy when it first started, but looking back on it now, watching it now, I realize how incredibly toxic that relationship is. I think it's even more toxic than Buffy and Spike mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Um, but I loved them at first and then. Buffy and Spike was it for me once once they started getting together. That was even though he tried to rape her, but it's yeah. still I still really liked them together. I liked their dynamic a lot more. Um yeah. so how did everybody else feel about those pairings? I know nobody liked Angel, but <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Buffy and Spike too. And um, just all I have to tell you is that I'm wearing a Spuffy shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My shirt features Spuffy and 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 uh, Buffy and Spike looking at each other longingly. So yeah, that, that is where my heart lies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do want to mention think- that in the comics, she was actually interested in Xander in the later, like what would have been season seven era, um, okay. and he ended up rejecting her on that um, oh. at the end in the comics. Um, she did have several like serious relationships there um, as well. Which was kind of interesting, and I almost wish they would have brought those into the show, but the same, t- and just got rid of Riley. I think if they would have brought those <laughs> yes. instead of Riley, I think we can all agree um, on that. We yeah. could have seen more of how Buffy came to um, develop from Angel's uh, very toxic kind of lifestyle and how it was affecting her to suddenly like becoming a little bit more intimate and personal with uh, Spike because there was a lot of in- uh, relationships even in between that that helped her to kind of mm-hmm. start developing what she wanted in her partner. Hmm. Well, and actually when uh, season seven was going to start, um, Sarah Michelle Geller wanted to do the Xander relationship. Um, and both the actors actually approached the creators and said, we should get Buffy and Xander together. And they were rejected. Oh. They were turned down for that. Hmm. Yeah. They actually wanted it, which frankly, I wouldn't want that, but that's what, the, that's what they wanted to happen. Yeah. And Sarah Michelle Geller was actually an angel Buffy fan she yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah. too bad that she doesn't have any good taste but <laughs> you know to each their own well you could but tell see, like, I, I couldn't too <laughs> you can see the resentment with spike compared to angel and it's like why are you acting like this <laughs> right yeah it's like again do you not see the cheekbones do you not see the jacket do you not see he's a fluffy bunny tail <laughs> yeah exactly no, no bunnies, no bunnies. Yeah. 
so but, did you know anyone e- else? even with oh sorry go ahead oh, sorry no go ahead go ahead finish your no just uh even with the ways that spike could be toxic and just flat out wrong and evil there was something in him that had such humanity even before he got his soul you know mm-hmm. the, the way that you know once he was essentially neutered he could have just you know disappeared off the grid and gone to do something else but he stayed and he um helped basically raise dawn which he didn't have to do yeah yeah especially after buffy died well and another nice thing about spike is even when buffy was going through her own emptiness of being back after she felt like she fulfilled what she should have been done but then came back to life. He helped her to start loving herself again and appreciating herself as more than just the chosen one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like that about Spike. He didn't make her feel obligated to just fulfill her duty. He wanted her to be a person as well. So that was something I really wanted with the angel interaction, but it was always constantly like duty, 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 and not enough. Well, let me be a teenager and figure things out. Yeah. Did did anyone else like Buffy Spike or anyone not like Buffy and Spike together? I was thrilled with Buffy Spike, especially after Buffy Riley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> well, she deserved, it, for me, she deserved a win, right? So Angel yeah. was, she was a teenager. She lost her virginity. He went evil. Like, yes, major PTSD there and like probably never going to have sex again. Then she meets Riley, who's like flat, you know, Mr. <laughs> Military, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, he was just weird. I don't know. And then there was Spike and he, like everybody said, you know, I mean, he had that humanity. He was in it for her, much like he was for Drew. He cares about the person that he is in love with mm-hmm. and he wants them to be a better person and is there to support them and help them and protect them Yeah. rather than like, hey, we're in this for me minus his one little mm-hmm. hiccup in the bathroom where he lost his mind and try and attacked <laughs> buffy you know but even that spun his wheels out yeah. he was like what is wrong mm-hmm. with me yeah and that he went to I go know, get yeah. help and i think that's that yeah. that episode there i think that scared him too mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah and speaking of that i mean since i just recently watched it i think when i first saw that i thought he was going to go and try and get the chip out and then try and kill her i had no idea he was going to go and try and get his soul i thought it was going to be totally different like he was like just going to become the ultimate bad at the end for the last season or something that's what i kind of had a feeling that's why i'm glad it didn't go that way but that's what i kind of thought because i thought he was just sick of feeling anything Mm -hmm. and that spun him out but yeah no they were definitely the better relationship yeah. i mean they're they're both kind of toxic i mean you know there are so many scenes of buffy and spike beating each other up when during even when spike's in love with her that it's you know there is a lot of comment there about abuse and um not thinking you're good enough to have an actual healthy relationship kind of thing in there that you could talk about but yeah well there's also the play. the very important um commentary on how if you're really hot for somebody you don't need a demolition team to break down your house you could just bang all over the walls and the house will come down around you (laughs) (laughs) which i I think it's not only timely in these days of diy renovation (laughs) but also a cost-saving measure and i don't think enough people talk about that 
<laughs> that could that could be a new uh, reality. Buffy <laughs> really deserves that one, especially after um, you know Angel <laughs> losing his mind after having sex with her, and then the Riley episode where they had sex for like twenty four hours or so. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> or tree or whatever it was. And you know <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. Oh. And it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they grew plants. They didn't break down any walls. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that episode. <laughs> well, I was watching it. And I'm like, oh, God, it really must be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, when Buffy and Spike first. Yeah, that was that was pretty hot. That was pretty amazing. I remember rewinding that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching it over and over again <laughs> and being very excited <laughs> to get <it> together. <laughs> it was yeah, just so yeah. over they the had... top dramatic and I loved every minute. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it and it fit them perfectly though. You would think that's yeah. what would happen. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of well, this is total tangent, but there was um this soap couple that I shipped on One Life to Live, Max and Luna. And Luna was like this, she was really into astrology and all that stuff. And the first time they had sex, they caused an earthquake. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it just kind of reminds me of that. You see all the bad things that happen when you have sex? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the moral. <laughs> the real lesson. That's a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. Well, speaking of relationships, we're going to stay in there and talk about um, Willow and Willow coming out, her relationship with Tara, and then talk about the death of Tara. So, did was everybody happy when Willow came out and their relationship? I mean, it it was out of nowhere. It felt like. Yeah. Um, I was happy for her to finally be happy. Um. I, I I guess to me at the moment, I wasn't aware of the implications of fridging Tara. I was mm-hmm. just glad to be rid of her because I couldn't stand her. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, knowing now what the character meant to, uh, to the LGBTQIA community and how that representation was yanked away and how that is a common theme in mm-hmm. so many TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, I'm understanding a lot more about why that's such a problem. Um, it, it still doesn't make me like Tara any more than I did. I just thought she was annoying as hell. But I get the implication now in a way that I didn't when I was however old I was watching just the show going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they were good together because Tara brought out Willow's confidence. She had always been kind of shy and retiring. And now she felt herself to be powerful and um, in in a way that she hadn't felt before because she was just Buffy's BFF and she was happy in that role. And she uh, didn't see herself moving past it until Tara came in and said, no, 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 you're amazing Mm -hmm. on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she also, I think, that was the first time she found herself to be beautiful, that she saw herself yeah. as attractive and worthy yeah. of something. Yeah. Yeah, and fridging, just in case if there's anyone who doesn't know what it is or doesn't know, I mean, I don't know, I hope that I'm going to explain it correctly or if anyone wants to jump in and explain it. But it, because I know it actually literally started with a death 
where someone was literally thrown into a fridge. Wasn't there an actual, I don't remember what character it was that was killed and it was actually fridged. It was a, some female character a long time ago and she was actually killed and then thrown in a freezer or something like that. I should have looked that up beforehand, but I don't know if anyone remembers that. Does anyone know? Mm-hmm. But it's referred to, so it started being called that after that. And it's basically the death of um, any, um, anyone in the LGBTQ community that's just killed. Sudden, that's, and it usually is just for that, right? That's what it's usually referred to. I want to make sure I get that correct on there, right? It's mainly just for those deaths or is it just women in general? It's mainly for those, right? I, I think women in general, but lately, I mean, that, that's how it started mm-hmm. because I'm looking at, at the definition right now and it says that um, the persistent sex trope named after 90, 1994 Green Lantern comic in which the hero returns home to find that his that's nemesis, yeah. major force has murdered his girlfriend and stuffed her corpse into a fridge. But mm-hmm. now I've seen it mostly referred to strictly um, uh, deaths of a partner in a same-sex relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it always seems like they're having like, I know there was one recently on that show. I'm going to forget the name of it now that's on the CW. Um, I can't remember it, but I know it was, it, it made people furious because it seems to happen, especially when they're at the height of being happy. Mm -hmm. And when Tara Mm -hmm. is killed, they're just getting back together and they're incredibly happy. And then boom, she's killed basically right when they're back together. So it's, it follows along that. And yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I didn't have any ill will towards Tara. I mean, she was kind of um, not bland, but she just kind of felt thrown in there. And it, it, and I used to really want Willow and Xander to get together. Like when the show first started, I really wanted them to get together. Um because I'm a sucker for that kind of trope where it's, you know, you've always had a crush on your best friend and they finally notice you. Um, I was on the opposite end of that. I really wanted Willow to be really? with Buffy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You said that in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really hoping it would all lead to that one day and that it would be like this huge LGBT thing, especially because at that time, too, um, shows like Will and Grace were super popular and just we were starting to see a more of the surgence of that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So I, I was really hoping for that when I was actually watching it through. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no. I, I'm one of a very small, small community who was like, Willow and Buffy, like, that could be a good compliment just because they did bring out good things in each other, but they just were growing up still, so they couldn't quite make it work. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean... Yeah, yeah, because I, I, you know, in, in all honesty, I went back and forth with Willow. There were times when I didn't, when I, when Willow would kind of frustrate me in a way. Um, but then there were times that I loved her, and so it was kind of this back and forth with her. Um, but I think once she came out, she changed so much. She became, you know, like, like you were mentioning earlier, Carla, it's just, she got this confidence that you hadn't seen in her before. Yeah, she found she herself, found exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why it was really horrible to kill Kara the way that they did, yeah. you know. It would have been better if they just stayed broken up, basically, yeah. I think. But they did it all so that they could bring out the evil Willow, to have the evil Willow come out, which they had kind of been building up the whole season anyway. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. And what's interesting about that is you see that a lot um, in shows like, for instance, Supernatural, where they'll kill the women to bring out the man pain. So it's almost like that in a way, except for with the women, with a woman, but bring that kind of pain to make it extreme. Um, Which yeah, is its uh, own toxic relationship that we fans fall victim to all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we were going to cover um, Angel, but we're not going to talk about Angel that much. Um, but there, I mean, the spinoff, the Angel spinoff. We've covered okay. Angel a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Mainly <laughs> negative. Mainly negative. Um, are there any other relationships that anyone wants to talk about or any of the other characters that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned? I really, I really you know, in a platonic relationship in this show that i really enjoyed was um spike and dawn i thought they were just the cutest little you know brother sister kind of thing where he's just so protective of her and she's defensive of him yeah he adored her and and would do yeah to keep her safe Mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah yeah he was was very much a big brother figure i think for her yeah absolutely Mm mm-hmm yeah. I mean, it's his little sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we didn't really, <laughs> that's true. We didn't really talk about Dawn because I know a lot of people, when she came on the show, when she was introduced, uh, that was not a very, a lot of fans didn't really like that. Didn't like her. Um, how did everybody feel I, about I her? couldn't stand her. Yeah. I couldn't stand her for, when she first came on. Like throughout the show, throughout, you know, her stay in the show, she was unbelievably annoying. Just the sound of her voice made me want to like, you know, run through a pane of glass. <laughs> but, wow. Annoying little <laughs> but you know, like like Hollywood glass. It doesn't really, you know, it kind of shatters around you but doesn't hurt you because I, I I don't have like that good insurance. Like, you know, I'm not crazy. The but, sugar glass. Um I have an HMO. The yeah, the sugar glass. There you <laughs> go. Um but she didn't necessarily grow on me, but her storyline grew on mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was able to kind of um see past her because i could see where it was good for the show um but yeah i i did not enjoy a little teeny tiny teenager coming in and being teenage like i guess yeah yeah did everyone else like her dislike her nah i felt kind of indifferent about her she was another (laughs) plot device like, she kept the story moving, which was fine. She had some cute parts that were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, her and Spike were very cute together. There were some very annoying parts where she, you know, ended up in peril and had to be rescued, which kept the story moving. But she was kind of a whatever character. Yeah, just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, the other thing I want to touch on just briefly, just to get opinions on, um, the episode where Buffy is in um, the mental hospital, where she's in the hospital, and she's being told, you know, the, that her life as a slayer is just in her mind. There are some people that do believe that that's actually the reality, that her that the whole life as a slayer, that that's all made up in her mind. Um what does everybody think about that? Does anybody think that or believe that? Or I'm I guess I think... that episode. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a whole episode where she's, you know, her mom's alive again. It's in season six. Okay. And, yeah, and she's in a hospital, and her mom and dad are still together. Um, oh, yes. Okay. <gasps> yeah, and she's... How did I forget? Yeah, and she's basically the psychiatrist tells her to kill off these people that are in her head, which are basically everybody in the Slayer's life. So then she starts trying to kill them. Until she eventually, I can't believe. Yeah, I forgot that is that is one of like my top episodes of the show because it is so interesting. It's so Twilight Zone mm-hmm. that you know, like you're, you're kind of left to wonder, well, which one is the real world? And yeah. I, I feel like like you also see that a lot in fanfic. Well, maybe not a lot, but you see it fairly frequently in fanfic where um, you have the characters in a uh, in a white room, and you know. Um, they're coming back in and out of that state and you know you as the reader are, are left to wonder which one is the real life right. mm-hmm. hmm. yeah yeah because that episode ended where she was where they just showed her back in the hospital and the psychiatrist is like well we've lost her again kind of where she's lost into the world of mm-hmm. the slayer but yeah yeah it's just an interesting thing to think about of you know hmm, is that the real world the reality or is the reality that she's the slayer kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting one. We'll probably do a whole episode talking oh, yeah, about those absolutely. kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> those episodes. Um, well, we haven't really, I mean, we've talked about Buffy, but we haven't really talked about Buffy. Um, and we're nearing in, nearing the close of the episode, but I want to at least touch a little bit more on her and touch on Sarah Michelle Geller and, just what the whole character represented, the whole female empowerment and being able to see a character that basically normally would be the damsel in distress, um, being the one that was the most powerful in the room. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for everybody just watching that? How did that feel as, as a woman watching that? It was very interesting because, and, and Joss Whedon has said this himself, that he wanted it to be specifically this tiny little blonde thing that you would normally assume would be the, the one of the first people killed off in a horror movie mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like she completely turns that on its head and it's no, she's the savior. Um, and I, I personally found it kind of cheesy at first, <laughs> but <laughs> on the whole, I understand why it's so important in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I honestly thought like maybe Willow or Cordelia would have been more interesting as the heroes, mm-hmm. but uh, I um, not Buffy specifically, but just the women on the show are what made me feel empowered. Yeah. So basically just as a whole, just everything. Yeah. yeah. Not Buffy herself. Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, realistically Buffy wouldn't have been, um, what she was without her friends yeah right i totally agree yeah i mean she had she had that support mm-hmm. yeah well you would see that when they'd have other slayers on like in particular faith i think faith was so much you know she kind of counteracted that of what what buffy probably would have been like if she hadn't had the other people around her kind of thing yeah i mean even kendra yeah. You know, like you wonder what, how much more successful could have Kendra been if she had the support that Buffy had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they kind of pointed that out in one of the episodes where it was like, wait, 
Buffy's allowed to have friends? I can't have friends. And she got all awkward with Xander, like she couldn't talk to the boy. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's right. you know, there was that whole thing oh, where she's, she right. was not allowed to interact mm-hmm. or have friends. And I think Buffy, yeah. was it that episode or another one where Buffy made a comment about, I wouldn't be where I am without my friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. She recognized that she needed that moral support and the Scooby gang with her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's really emphasized in the ending um, and oh, the yeah. way that mm-hmm. they help to try and defeat everything where she basically puts that Buffy, the Slayer energy in every woman, that every girl, every little girl, every woman should have that energy in her where they're all fighting together. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty powerful message in itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's still something that we still struggle with, I think, is, is the representation of strong female characters that aren't defined by men. And, you know, a lot of times Buffy was defined by the men in her life, you know, whether it be Buff, Spike or Angel. She was defined a lot by the men in her life. Um, but she also had that individuality and had those friends and, and her friends, the female friends, there was so much female power on the show, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. in different ways even if they didn't have even if they didn't have superpowers like Cordelia didn't have superpowers but she still grew as a person and still was an interesting character and had a lot of dimensions to her so yeah it's it's kind of interesting that some of the throwaway characters like Oz are male where you would have a lot more mm-hmm. female throwaway characters in most shows but, and then uh, briefly just briefly, if we want to touch on Joss Whedon and because um, I know recently, you know, he said and done some things that um, people haven't liked, I think. Um, but if anyone wants to comment just sort of on him and what he brought or um, his impact on pop culture in general. I think he had a huge mm-hmm. impact on pop culture and especially on strong female characters in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely showed that um, you could have some somebody like that and be successful, be very popular. Like not not even just you know pop culture, like like what's it called, cult following, mm-hmm. but just somebody that people could really connect with. But you know, I, I kind of feel like like he's Benjamin Benjamin buttoning his feminism, yeah. where it's like it started out really strong and they just kind of went backwards. Um, so I'm glad that we got the Joss Whedon that we did back then. As opposed to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, like, realistically, there are some things in Buffy that can be considered uh, not quite as feminist as we would think. But that's in retrospect, because, you know, at the time, they were definitely revolutionary. Yeah. I don't know if he was fully aware of how feminist it was coming across. Um, I think he may have always been kind of this way that he's always been. And it's just, we're seeing it now as our culture is moving more towards a feminist outlook. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think uh, back then, I don't think he was aware that he was the one who kind of sparked this feminist thing with having such a different kind of character who is normally just seen as pretty become an actual hero and develop her own voice, 
her own mood, interact with people in a healthy way and not just be catty. I don't think he fully mm-hmm. understood the impact he was having on feminist movement. I, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That does. But didn't sense. he make some quote, and I'm going to get it wrong, so apologies in advance for this, but I thought somebody had asked him why he continued to write strong female characters, and he said he would continue to write them until people stopped asking him why. Mm. Wasn't that something he had said at some point? I think it might have been him. Yeah, that, that yeah. sounds that sounds true, but, but I feel like that was either well into Buffy or after Buffy. Yeah. So to me, it's like people were already telling him, wow, what a great feminist character you're writing. Mm-hmm. And maybe he internalized. I don't know. I, I, I should just shut up because I'm just playing armchair psychologist right now. <laughs> no, it's fine. And I have no idea what he really meant. Yeah, but I mean, we can never know. But I mean, that's just the way we kind of view it is that, you know, it could be just, I'm trying to find the quote and see if I can find it because I'm on his IMDb page and see if it's there. Okay. But I do, it does sound like something that he did say or somebody said that. I know somebody said that, but it could be him. No, I think um, it was him. Now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, well, I can't find it, but yeah, it's just, it is interesting though, um, watching him now, <laughs> looking at him now and he was such a feminist hero, but um, like you were saying, Megan, he probably didn't even really, this has probably always been him. We just didn't see it because we were in the midst of Buffy mm-hmm. and what he did with that. Um, I mean, he's still a really good writer. I think he's oh, a absolutely. really, really good writer. Um, I mean, like he, I don't know if you guys have, um, seen Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was one of the writers on that one. And that's, that's a, that's a really excellent take on horror films and kind of turning them around, you know? oh my god i love that the twist killed me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a really really good one um and we didn't really touch up we kind of started to to but did you guys watch the spinoff the angel spinoff i did uh, i did not i tried to yeah. yeah i tried to but i hated it and then when spike <laughs> went to angel i went straight for it yeah <laughs> and that was my only reason for watching any of that season yeah same <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I just I couldn't get into it. Well, I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll develop his character more, and it continued to brood. Mm-hmm. It brood so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> so much brooding. <laughs> That's his middle name, brooding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I only watched a few episodes. I mean, I in the beginning, and then of course I watched that the episodes where Buffy would go out there. Um, but it's interesting because I've heard a lot of people say they like it more than Buffy, like that it gets hmm. really, really good the more it goes on. And I, I know there are a lot of big fans of that show. Um, that's what I've heard, but mm-hmm. there are also a lot of liars in the that's world. True. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. And you know, it's interesting because with Angel being so brooding, because David Boreanaz is actually a really funny person. And I guess him and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller would always pull pranks on each other when they had to make out they'd eat garlicky food oh <laughs> she would sew she would sew her buttons really tight so that he wouldn't be able to take her shirt off very easily all that kind of stuff <laughs> I 
can so, see that. Yeah. So it would have been it would have been nice actually to incorporate that more. I think it would have made Angel a more likable character. Like I liked him when he was evil. I actually found that kind of interesting because he, um, even though I liked the Angel character before then for a while, um, he wasn't as brooding when he was evil. That's true. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have a soul. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little bit more. Didn't well, he, he make a so comment angsty, he about tolerable. that? What? Didn't he, didn't he make a comment about the brooding to Xander one day where it was like he had his soul for 100 years, so he's perfected his brood? <laughs> Probably. I feel like in one of the earlier episodes, he made a comment to Xander about how broody he was. Like, he yeah. recognized it, which for me was just ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's. We could do a whole whole show about just Angel. It sounds like. Maybe <laughs> yeah, we yeah, should do one on brooding. brooding men. Brooding men. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are so many of them. Oh my god, we would need a few episodes. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. We can break it into genres: brooding yeah. vampires, brooding werewolves, brooding <laughs> men in general. There's a lot of brooding vampires. That's yeah. right there. <laughs> Most vampires. That's like a really statement. Rooting vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. Um, well, we could probably talk about Buffy, it sounds like, for like another like two hours. This could be a long, <laughs> long episode. Um, but we're going to, I'm just going to cut it off there. Um, and I know there's stuff that we missed and there's characters we didn't touch on and episodes we didn't touch on and important things um, that we didn't get to. Um, but, you know, maybe we'll do a follow-up Buffy episode sometime or something. Um, so I just want to close out. If everyone wants to go around and just say where you can be found, if you want to be found, you don't have to say where you want to be found. Um, if there's anything you want to promote, anything like that, um, we'll just go out and close out that way. So we'll start with you, Carla. Sure. I am Carla Themis, and you can find me anywhere on social media. Um, it's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. Um, a project that I'm very excited about I am um, going to, well, tonight I have an, an opening for a photography exhibit, and I will very soon also be doing pet photography. Ooh, so, awesome. Yeah. So find me online. Just come and see my stuff. Awesome. Me and Schroeder are flying out there right now. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring him Bring over. You. <laughs> That's awesome. And Megan, do you want to be found? Um, I choose to remain anonymous still. Um, but, <laughs> okay, that's um, uh, for anyone who is listening, um, please donate for the um, fires happening in Australia right now. It's a pretty big, bad, terrible thing. So if you can even do just even $2, like that is going to definitely help out there. Awesome. Okay, cool. And then Sarah, do you want to be found? Hi, I would love to be found. Uh, you can find me on social media. It's uh, Sarah, no H, because H's are U, uh, Barnick, B-A-R-N-A-I-K. Um, also, uh, look for me on my Etsy page at Sarah B's Threads. I have a bunch of uh, decals and fun embroidery things available uh, for purchase. Awesome. Okay, and Sasha? Uh, I, like Megan, am going to remain uh, unfindable. <laughs> okay. Incognito for now. Uh, mostly because I don't have anything interesting to share. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> completely bored. 
That's not true. <laughs> you do some amazing stuff. Oh no, so. I, I for now we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I just I'll remain incognito. <laughs> okay. okay. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at e April Beauty. The E and the A uh, and the B are capitalized. Um, and then you can also follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. Follow us on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. And if you want to use email, which nobody ever wants to use email, but if you want to use email, you can email us at it's a fandom thing pod, all one word at gmail.com. And until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.